0: It's time to talk politics. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN.
1: And welcome to the second hour of Hardline. Kevin Hardwick here. Uh, Don Postle's uh, Channel 4's anchor is uh, holding over. He's going to help me ask questions of our second-hour guest, uh, Nate McMurray. Nate is Grand Island supervisor. He's also the Democratic candidate for the 27th Congressional District in New York. Of course, uh, you've heard a lot about that this week, Chris Collins deciding to stay in the race. And just the other day, Chris Collins, uh, Nate, broke uh, his first TV ad, and it has you uh, speaking uh, Korean for part of it. Now, I remember. When you posted that uh, that uh, video on I don't know whether it was Facebook or whatever, I was over on Grand Island. I was at the Grand Island. Uh, Republican golf tournament uh, dinner, and someone came up to me and showed it to me and said, "You know, this is kind of weird. You know, there you are speaking in Korean to the people of uh, North and South Korea about." But it was about the time Kim Jong Un and, and President Trump got together, and I said at the time, "I said, well, you know, um, yeah, it's it's strange, but you know, when you're when you're that much of a long shot, that's the sort of thing you do. You know, you do all sorts of crazy stuff to try to get attention. Now, of course, that's made its way into a uh, into a." Christian Collins' ad, your reaction to that ad?
2: Well, well, first of all, thank you for having me here. Oh, you're I'm, welcome. Gentlemen, I'm proud to be here. First of all, it was a small ad that we did, I'm one of many we've done to try to create buzz in a, in a long-shot election.
1: A- Just a- like exactly. You said. Like I say, that's the sort of thing you do. Well,
2: the problem with what they did is they took that ad and they put false uh, uh, words over it, subtitles over it. They made it look more grainy. They made it look more um, of a, some type of an attack ad. And they're really trying to punish me for being someone who worked hard, learned foreign languages, and developed skills, um, had a decent career... Uh, I think it's really unjustifiable. I, it's a desperate act. It's a desperate act of a dying campaign.
1: Now there was also there was also a couple weeks ago. I, I'm, I'm aware of a push poll that was out there. In fact, I heard heard the audio of it and I made some notes from it. One of the one of the items in that push poll. In fact, the first one they mentioned about you is that you've uh, you've uh, worked with. Uh, 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 other governments or in other countries to try to get American jobs over there. I mean, I think that's what—that's the point of this attack ad that they came out the other day with it, you speaking in Korean. So, I, I, I guess I, I guess what you know everybody wants to know is what is your job with Delaware North? I mean, we know you've spent time in Korea. Um, what were you, you know, what were you supposed to be doing over there, and uh, is it something completely different than what the Collins ad portrays?
2: Well, first I want to say their ad is a lie. It's a complete lie. I think that it's uh, it's shameful they would do it the way they did it. And again, it's very desperate. Now, what have I done with my career? I'm someone who uh, grew up here, started at a community college, ended up being a Fulbright scholar. I learned that I had certain talents and skills to help businesses be successful and thrive. I also learned I had certain language abilities I didn't know I had as, as a kid growing up. I learned Chinese, I learned Korean. I, I had these opportunities. Um, so what did I do overseas? I helped American companies thrive. Now we didn't export jobs to Korea. Anyone who knows anything about anything knows you can't do that. The Korean labor laws are too restrictive. It's very difficult. If you, were, if I were to advise you to suddenly hire thousands of Korean workers, you'd be putting your business out of, you'd be putting yourself out of business. It doesn't work that way. What we would do is help companies. They were trying to thrive, trying to have an opportunity in those markets, sued by creating competitors, um, have their IP stolen, all the things you would need if you're a company like Ford or a company like Costco or any of the many other companies who want to compete in those very difficult environments. And I'm proud of the work we did over there. And the fact that he tried to twist it when this man himself, by his own admission, had shipped jobs overseas. He had different companies that did this. He is someone who is being incredibly hypocritical and trying to simply do a character
1: assassination. Don Postles has a follow-up question.
3: Well, it's it, first of all, congratulations on being multilingual. <laughs> I mean, I salute anyone that can speak more than just English, and I, I, I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, sir. Uh, I took a lot of years of Spanish, and embarrassed to say, I I can just say my name is Don. But, <laughs> Uh, you know the political scene has changed ever since Goldwater with that ad a little girl picking the daisies and mm-hmm. you know we're all going to The Johnson our, ad. Yeah, yeah, against yeah the Goldwater, Johnson ad. Yes. And uh, I saw the ad for the first time and I was like, "Wow. This is a pe- I didn't know. I don't know what you're saying in the ad yeah. when they're talk when you're talking Korean or whatever. Uh, it has an impact. And negative ads have an impact. I'm sorry to say. It's I think they're terrible. I think there should be some way to regulate them. Uh but you know what? When you watch him, you have to say to yourself, "What is the real message here?" I mean, it's like the new uh, Cuomo spot against Molinaro. He says, "You yeah. can't." It ends. You can't fix the corruption in Albany when you're corrupt yourself. Mm-hmm. Take it apart. There's an admission right there by the governor of the state of New York. There's corruption in Albany. Huh. I, yeah. I think it's a double-edged sword.
2: Right. Well, I think I think they've done more harm to themselves than good. Most of the feedback we received is that they can't believe they'd go this low, that they can't believe they use a mistranslation. Uh, they can't believe they would lie in this manner, and you've seen the coverage in the local media, including the Buffalo News, including WGRZ, including your own station WIVB. They've pointed out over and over again this is fraudulent, and I wish there was some way to hold people accountable. But the best way to hold people accountable for fraudulent lying ads is to vote against them.
1: I, I, I mentioned that there was this push poll, and I did listen to the audio. and The first, the first point in that push poll against you had to do with this, you know, this job you had and and exporting American jobs, which is not
2: uh, true, right? Go ahead.
1: That's well. That's what push polls right, right. do. They're very negative, and they try to try to spread this information. The second point, and a man, and and for all I know, there will probably be an ad coming out on this second point uh, next week, uh, says that you ally yourself with radical anti Second Amendment groups. I know from your previous uh, appearance on this show that you said you're pro Second Amendment. But the ad says, and, and I think it finesses this, is that you're allied with radical anti-second amendment groups, which makes me think, again, from what I heard in the push poll, that maybe there's a group out there that announced its support for you that is against the Second Amendment. Can you think of anything they might be talking about? Uh, well, I can only guess.
2: What be, be, to because, to say, because, because I what think they'll trying, probably
1: come out with it in an ad well, before to, too long.
2: They're trying to walk a tightrope here and try mm-hmm. to manipulate people again with these lies. The reality is, I've said from the get-go in this campaign, even when I was in the Democratic Party, uh, the primary, rather, that I support the Second Amendment. When it wasn't easy to do so, I said that over and over again. I said it Mm -hmm. on your show. Yes, you did. And I said it because I'm a guy, again, I've grown up as an Eagle Scout. I've been around guns. Um, I've been on the outdoors my whole life. That's been who I am. Now, I'm guessing they're saying because Moms Demand Action endorsed me, which is, a, which is a, a group that wants to promote safety in schools, it doesn't mean I am going to take every single position they agree with. They think I'm more of a sensitive candidate to certain issues. Beyond that, I want to say this. Um, to say that me, that, who else did I align myself with? I've appeared in commercials. For self-defense training institutes. I have carried pistols. If you want to look up another video, you can find videos of me speaking Korean and Chinese. Go online and find all the videos of me shooting guns. So so
1: when they say that you allied yourself, if you parse that, uh, you, you have been supported by a group that has a problem with the Second Amendment? That doesn't necessarily mean that you yourself. No, they are do anti- not have Second. a
2: problem with the Second okay, Amendment. I, they, they have a problem. They have a problem with shootings I, I schools. I just want an
1: explanation. Now, the next point yeah. uh, in the in the push poll talks about a Canadian style single payer health care system, which I believe on this program and elsewhere, you you pretty much have have gone in that direction I when would, we talk about you know saving Obamacare or replacing Obamacare. Correct.
2: I think in this issue, I can speak more broadly that we have to find a way to cover every single American with basic coverage, not Cadillac coverage, but basic coverage. Now, right now, we have a successful program called Medicare, and those who have access to Medicare seem to like it very, very much. If we could expand Medicare to cover more Americans, we would avoid people going to emergency rooms and getting their care and the costs that have to our local hospitals. We would, lo- we would avoid a veterans being taken advantage in very different situations. We would avoid a system that's failing us. We have a system right now where millions of Americans do not have access to care or have these huge deductibles that mean they cannot get care. Now, this is an issue that I'll fight for. I am going to fight for health care for every single American.
1: If you're just tuning in, Don Postles of Channel 4 and I are talking to Nate McMurray of uh, uh, Democrat candidate for New York 27. Uh, we're a little bit late for the break, but let me run long. I'll ask you one more question from that push poll, which is the last negative one against you. It says that when you were a, a student in San Francisco, uh, you voted for Nancy Pelosi in a primary and would vote for her uh, for speaker. Now I know you've said on this program that you would not vote for her for speaker. I assume that you were a student in San Francisco and maybe there's a record of you voting in a primary. I'm not. Where, where do you think this is coming from?
2: Like I could only guess. I can. When, I went to law school in San Francisco. Uh, I was cleaning toilets at the time, trying to get through it. I worked my butt off. Um, I. I voted. The only person I remember voting for in San Francisco was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it was it was a special election, and I was excited to do it, and I thought it was an interesting opportunity for
1: us. Uh, so you've never told anybody, hey, I I voted for Nancy Pelosi, or I, that that may come back to bite you. I have never thought of Nancy Pelosi until this year. I mean, I mean, uh, she's the farthest. And thing you were my out mind. in California for a while, weren't you? Yep. Did did you ever vote for Nancy Pelosi? I'm uh, no, no, were, were you in that in, area?
3: I was living No, I was living in uh, Fresno, the southern, uh, excuse me, central valley of California no. and uh, the, Jimmy Griffin used to say people in California are land of fruits and nuts. <laughs> and uh, I don't know about that, but I do know in Fresno there were wonderful conservative conservative families right. and uh, Nancy Pelosi was a non-entity.
2: Very if I'm if I, if, I so close with Nancy Pelosi. I wish she'd send me some cash because, I mean. Oh, she might. <laughs> no, we haven't All right. received any support. I don't All know right. well, who listen, she is. Go ahead. Listen,
1: we, we have to take a break. When we come back, Don Postals and I will have more questions for Nate McMurray. Eventually, we'll get around to your phone calls. If you have a question for Nate McMurray candidate, Democratic candidate for New York 27, give us a call, 8030930. Uh, in the meantime, I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back to Hardline. Kevin Hardwick here, uh, uh, sitting here with, uh, with Nate McMurray. We'll get to your calls for Nate in a moment. Uh, during the break, however, uh, Don Postles and I were waxing uh, poetically about the days of uh, Jimmy Griffin. and uh, <laughs> I think we were both uh, fans of his, were we not, Don? He was one of a kind. He certainly was. Now, Don has a question for Nate McMurray, a Democratic candidate for New York 27.
3: Well, Nate, good morning. Nice to meet you in person. Um, I'm not going to be talking about these political companies out there that are carpetbaggers, go around the nation, making tons of money by coming up with a negative campaign about you or Chris Collins or whoever. All they want is the money. I want to be the voice of the people of the 27th Congressional District this morning. They're great people. They're what make... Western New York, the fantastic area of the nation that we are. My question to you is, even though you don't live in the district, what can you promise those people who are hard workers, what would it mean if you're
2: elected to Congress? What are you going to do for them? Well, first and foremost, I will listen to them. I'm going to listen to the people here. And I may not agree with them on every single point, but I can tell you what, I am coachable. I'm someone who can learn I'm someone who respects the people that I will represent. And I'm going to try to make sure their voice is heard in Washington. I, I, my family goes back in this region seven generations. I have family across the NY27, um, from Batavia to Alden. I'll say this as well. I mean, this district is uh, who I am. It, it's, it's my values, my culture. And I think they need someone who represents them, someone who understands what it's like to work hard, someone who understands that it's like to struggle. And I want to fight for them. There's not enough people in DC fighting for regular people, fighting for people who have to put food on the table, fighting for people who work every day. And one of the things I hear all the time is, look at I work two or three jobs, I'm struggling. I don't want anyone to take away the little I have. I want it to be protected, I want it to be safe, and I also want a future for my kids. And that's the type of values I'm gonna to bring to Washington.
1: You know, I, I heard you on the radio, or maybe I saw something, you have a new video out on the internet, uh, and you said that, uh, said that you know, you want to get past all this, this garbage that's going on right now with the negative ads and that. And you want to focus on issues. And you, and you mentioned some issues that we've talked about before on, in, in our interviews, and I don't want to go to them, but you mentioned one that I probably should have brought up before when you were here, and that's Social Security. You said people want to know what you're going to do about Social Security, how you're going to save Social Security. Now, Social Security, it's, it's like uh, the third rail of American politics. Whatever mm-hmm. you do, you're going to, you know, someone's ox is going to be gored, uh, if you do get elected, and we haven't really dealt with Social Security since the Reagan administration when it was saved or you know the, the, the bankrupting of it was prolonged, what is it specifically you would like to see happen there?
2: It needs to be protected forever. I, I mean, and let me say this. People, it's called an entitlement by some mm-hmm. people. It is not an entitlement. It is something that people have paid into and worked for for their entire lives. And if I tell you right now, every time I have a meeting, I say, who here is close to retirement or retired? Mm-hmm. Lots of hands go up. And if you start to play with Social Security, and we're know they're doing that right now by creating these huge deficits, we heard our whole life in the Republican Party we cannot have these deficits. We have a trillion-plus dollar deficit right
1: now. We are putting Social Security at risk. But but in the end, you have to pay for it, and 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 the the options are well known. And and again, they you're you're going to upset someone you can cut benefits to current beneficiaries or you can take away their cost-of-living allowances. I don't think any politician is for that. But That's that, suicide. That, that is suicide. But then there are other things you can do. You can increase contributions. We can all pay more into it. You can, you can get rid of the cap, which is right now about $120,000. After $120,000 or so, uh, you know, most of us pay all year into the system. Uh, Don uh, Postal pays about a month and he's over 120 with his contract and he doesn't have to pay any more or you can raise the retirement age. I mean, the retirement age uh, used to be 65. It's now 67, although some of us uh, it was it was uh, depending on how close you were to retirement it was phased in. I can retire get full be- social security benefits at 66 and a half. Um, you probably need or 60 uh, 67 though I mean some people are talking about raising that to 68, 69, 70 you know we're all living longer. what you know again, I think it's you're right that people should be talking candidates should be talking about this rather than whether they speak Korean or not right. or what you were saying. But what, you know, for the people of the 27th district, you know, what what would you do? Which of these options, which, are these options? Which again, are going to upset someone? Who are you going to upset? Which of these options are, are, are you going to come down on?
2: Well, we have to get in the room, both sides, Republicans and Democrats, and find solutions. We're not here to kill each other. This isn't a football game where we're all enemies. We have to find ways to look at all of these options. But we also, Kevin, I need to talk about something hmm. more broad. We also need to set priorities as a nation. We have a country that had been in a war in Afghanistan for 17 years, costing us $4 million an hour. That would go a long way to making sure the Social Security is healthy. So it's also a matter of judgment of broad policy objectives, in a society that values Social Security as a top priority.
1: So would you cut funding for the war in Afghanistan? Would, I think, you, would you try to force the president to get us out of I Afghanistan? I think we need to look
2: at all of our foreign policy and think, well, where are we spending money? Why are we spending money? Why are we sending this money to these nations? We need to think about it, and we need to have clear objectives, because when you're playing around with these huge deficits, and at the same time, putting at risk—let me put it this way. If you if I went to your house and went in your wallet and took out your money and said, this is mine now, sorry, I'm broke, you'd be it, very angry. This this is hitting a little bit too close to home.
0: <laughs> but that's <laughs> but, what
3: they've been doing in Washington for years. <laughs> right, exactly. They've been picking us blind. And, see, here's the deal, Nate, and I'm going to be honest with you. I was asked to run for Congress a few years it, ago. It
1: sounds like you may be uh, getting into the race now. No, no. Oh, okay. let, let me explain, if I may.
3: Okay. I, I'm idealistic like you at one time. The bottom line is when you get down there, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat, you're going to have no seniority, no power, no muscle. They're going to tell you how to vote. And don't say right here, well, they're not going to tell me how to vote because I'm an independent voice and I'm going to vote my ways. Well, guess what? You're not going to get a great committee assignment. You're not even going to be able to come home with $30,000 for the Grand Island Fire Department to get new hoses.
2: They're going to cut you off unless you play their game. Lots of truth to that. There's lots of truth to that. But guess what? You never underestimate the power of one person to make a difference. And when I get down there, I'll be in the room and I'll be looking them in the eye. And you can tell by now that I'm a force to be reckoned with and I will not say no.
1: And, and that's going to have to be the last word for this half hour because Neil McManus is standing by with the uh, news. And if we don't go to him, he really is a vindictive person and he'll uh, he'll get even with me. When we come back, we'll get to some of your calls at 803-0930. For Nate McMurray, I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. <laughs> And welcome back to the program. Kevin Hardwick here, sitting here with uh, Don Postles. We'll be uh, having more questions. Actually, your calls for Nate McMurray, Democrat candidate for New York 27 shortly. First, however, uh, Joe Beamer, we we bill ourselves as the alternative Buffalo Bills pregame show here. Uh, Joe Beamer has some news on that regard. Yeah, Bills just came out with their inactives. LaShawn McCoy, inactive for the game. All right, uh, Nate. You able to play uh, running back? Uh, you know, you could really make uh, get some votes. No, I don't, ha- I don't, I don't have those legs. All right, all right, all right. You can
3: add to the social well, security fund yeah, well, if you did. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, you'd make a little money there. Let's uh, let's go to the phone. Uh, let's see who's been holding the longest. Let's go to uh, uh, Kevin in Pendleton. Kevin, welcome to the program. Thank you for holding.
4: Good. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. It's neat. We run the risk of returning to Congress an incumbent who doesn't have the decency to resign after he beats you. And you, a candidate who is not facing the reality that he is part of a political party that has the support of fringe groups who do not accept the 27th Congressional District, has overwhelmingly voted twice for Chris Collins and President Trump for President of the United States. So here's my two questions to you. One, do you not understand that it's GOP and DNC candidates like you and Chris Collins? Why there are the reasons why many Americans are becoming registered independents, like myself, or not voting at all. And also, you said you want to be a voice for us here in the twenty seventh congressional district. Then let me ask you this: Why are you? Why will you and your Democratic Party start stifling our voices by threatening to sue for um, the GOP if they try to replace um, Collins on the ballot? to give us, the people, an option of deciding who should run against you. And um, that's what I have to ask
1: you. Kevin, let me ask you before you go. If uh, if given the choice, would you uh, 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 would you vote for Don Postles for Congress?
4: <laughs> yes, I would.
1: Very good. Well, uh, you're to vote, Don. I'll
3: buy you a cup of coffee at Timmy House. <laughs> very,
1: very good. Thank you for the call, Kevin. Uh, Nate, your response? Well, I think the to
2: have this type of anger towards the party system is legitimate. I think we're all frustrated by it. I'm frustrated by it. I mean, it's it's it's. I've had Governor Cuomo tell me, "Get out of the race, go home." Uh, I think uh, Mr. Collins and his crew told me, "You're a nobody. Who are you? Get out of here." You know, we're the we're the power that be. Who are you to question us? This is an ugly system, and we have to stop looking at each other as enemies. We need to look at each other as like Americans that Americans need to solve problems. So, Kevin, I feel your frustration. I've heard you call before. I wish I could meet you and talk to you. I tell you what, I am going to listen, and I am going to fight for the people of twentieth district.
1: Okay, thank you. Back to the phones we go. John and Rochester. John, where were you last week?
0: At the Bills game.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> we we called for a well check on you.
0: <laughs> well, well, listen, Nate. Uh, I gotta say, uh, I'm a former Democrat. I I had to leave the Democratic Party. They went off the rails. But but uh, that's another story. But I gotta say, you're. Uh, from what I understand, that district is very heavily Republican, one of the most Republican districts in the state. Right. So you're going to be up against it. uh, you, just from the top, you've got Tom Perez and Keith Ellison, uh, who are really radical leaders of the Democratic Party. Keith Ellison actually is an anti-Semite. And, uh, I don't know how you get past that, and the voters in that, your district, aren't, you know they're going to rebel against the, that type of leadership. Well,
1: well, well, John, let me stop you here, Nate. You had Perez in town the other day, did you not?
2: We did. He's a Buffalonian. He wanted to come. Uh, we st- we still have not um, changed who we
1: are. He- Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was going to ask, uh, ask John to continue. Well, Do You have a question, John?
0: But uh, yeah, I got a specific question for you. You mentioned medic- Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. The Medicare system is kind of insolvent, or it's going to become insolvent if it's not already, how are you going to get Medicare for All? If we're in this kind of situation, what are your what are your uh, remedies?
2: Well, you, you said a whole mess of things there. First of all, I don't know who Mr. Ellerson is. I don't have any relationship to him. I have less of a relationship to him than Wait I do. Wait a minute. You don't nos- know who he is? I don't. know, I, yeah. I know who he is, but okay. we're, we're not you just related. You said you didn't know who he is. No, we, we, the, we're not connected in any way. I, mean, I, am oh, a guy, no, I wasn't trying to make I, that tie, but uh, I mean, I hope you know who he is. Okay. Of course we do. But I, he made us some comment about anti-Semitic connections, which I do not know anything about. Me too. I grew up here. I went, to, I went to community college here. I worked my way up. I worked at end jobs in western New York. I'm a guy who still cuts his own grass. I don't know any of these people. And I'm also a guy who never stole a pack of gum. And I think that the people of this district need to listen to the people like them who have worked hard, who have paid their dues, and want to represent them to do the right thing. Now, you're right. Medicare has some problems, but it also has some benefits. Talk to the people who are on it. Talk about the benefits we, they derive from it. Talk about the fact that it has lower admin costs than almost any insurance plan. Look at the numbers. We have to go by facts, not by assumptions.
0: And it's going the, bankrupt if it's not already. It
2: is not. That is not correct. This, in many ways, it's doing well. And if we didn't have Medicare and Medicaid, our rural hospitals...
0: It's not doing well.
2: Let me finish my comment, if I could. My rural hospitals, the ones in Warsaw, the ones across our district that help support our people, they are funded almost 70% of their revenue comes from these programs. If we start to cut these programs off or turn them off or go to only private solutions, talk to the VA hospital in Canada Ago about only private solutions and what it's doing to them right now.
1: All right, John, John, thanks for weighing in again. Glad to hear. You, you know, we may have needed that well check if you were at the Bills game last week in, in point of fact. Okay, let's uh, let's move on. Let's go to Frank in, I believe, the falls.
5: Yeah, you know, I've been involved in political campaigns all over the USA since the late 90s. So that ad by the Collins people is one of the most slanderous lying pieces of propaganda I have ever been witness to. You know, character counts. You know, Mr. McMurray shouldn't have to spend his campaign monies to counter that ad. So I'm I'm hoping to see the local news outlets investigate the dark money degenerates behind that misleading ad and inform the public to the reality of this election. The the one good thing I got from that ad is being very impressed by the McMurray bilingual ability. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, maybe Mr. McMurray should accompany the Trump team next time they go to the Koreas just to make sure (laughs) Trump
1: isn't telling
5: Trump to eat dirt.
1: Well, 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 Frank, you've got Don Postles and stitches here. He's, uh, <laughs> well, he's loving this. I,
3: I think he make a good point, but he also makes another great point. My wife and I were talking about coming on today, and she said, would you please do me a favor, stress integrity, character, honesty, and that's what's missing in our society today. We don't talk about integrity. You said you never stole a pack of gum. Let me say something to you. Question. A woman comes forward and says, 35 years ago, I was with you at the corner store and I saw
2: you steal a pack of gum. <laughs> How do you defend yourself against that? It's, it's difficult to go back 35 years in time. and I think that you're talking about the Kavanaugh situation. I think you have to listen to both sides and say, look at what's going on and hear both sides out, especially when you're not talking about a pack of gum, you're talking about something much more serious. There you got it. But, but you hear the, both sides. You're hitting the
3: nail on the head right there. But,
2: but let me say this. I've tried to live a life of dignity. Like I say it all the time on an Eagle Scout, I'm not a perfect person. We all have our failings, but I try to improve and I try to be a good dad. I want to, about that ad, let me say this because it's important to me. My son was born here. My son is half Korean. His mom is Korean. I met her, you know, we've been married for years. Um, he's a good boy. And when I saw that ad with him, we didn't say a word to each other. But we both felt the same thing: the people who created that ads are bigots. And I put that TV in the garage, and we're not going to bring it out until the elections. Until the elections over.
1: Let me ask. Of course, of course, ads. We talk about the money, and and Collins is up on TV. You aren't. When do you think you might? break your own media, uh, come up with a media buy, be on TV, be on radio. Well, we have to save our money. I mean, mm-hmm. we
2: have to save our money because we haven't taken corporate money. We haven't taken Tonawanda Coke money like Mr. Collins. Or we've been fighting Tonawanda Coke. You've been out there with me fighting them. Let, uh, we haven't taken any d- big
1: money from the party. Let, let, let me ask you this. There are proposals out there to uh, uh, fund federal campaigns for Congress, uh for house of representatives and senate much like uh much like we do the presidential campaign kind of take money out of it give uh, give more money to both sides is, is that something you could warm up to
2: Kevin? Okay, something we need to look at is the way we fund these campaigns in general because it's insane because i'm a candidate if people the mm-hmm. regular people don't understand people come to offer you money that wants something from you mm-hmm. people try to manipulate you the party tries to do what don talked about and force positions on you you don't want to take it is ugly and if you look at our campaign reporting, it, that more, our monies are $50 small donations. We're getting potlucks and picnics. We're doing this the right way. We're doing this the way that the democracy intended it to work. And to, But to fight that machine that can create these ugly ads, that can lie about you, it is a very difficult task. A heck of a lot diff- more difficult to convince Republicans to vote for you. So
1: is public funding something you would favor?
2: Something we need to look at. I think we need to understand how our elections are becoming co- more and more corrupt. There's going to be ads about me in the next 40 days that are going to paint me as someone I don't even know. I mean, look at that ad on the television. I didn't even recognize who the guy was, the way they distorted it and made it look at, uh, more insane. We need to stop this uh, dark money in
1: politics. Okay, well, speaking of money, we need to make some right now. We need to take <laughs> a quick break. One more segment after that. Don Postles from uh, Channel Four. their anchor is going to be here. Their legendary anchor is going to be here. Nate McMurray, uh, New York 27 Democrat candidate here. and we'll get back to your calls. We have a full bank of callers right now, so no no use calling in for the break. We'll try to get to everybody after the break. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930, WB. <music>
3: Bills make me wanna
6: Shows. kick your heels up and Shows. throw your hands up and
1: and sh- welcome back to our Buffalo Bills alternative pregame show. Uh, Hardline, Kevin Hardwick here. Don Postles from Channel 4, staying over. Nate McMurray, Democrat candidate for New York 27. We have a full bank of callers. Let's go right back to the phones. Let's go to Edwina in Newfane. Edwina, welcome to the program.
6: Good morning. I'm going to get right through the chase because I realize you don't have enough. Right.
1: We only have a few minutes. Thank you for doing that.
6: I'd like to ask my question after these comments that I have.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, right now, a single-payer health care Healthcare plan we have a hundred and seventy million people that are on private insurance if you convert everyone that's on private insurance into an expanded government program the cost will soar because they will no longer be in the private insurance the government will need to cut costs by rationing this means will less doctors be able to go into specializing we now have many urgent care centers for health care appearing. Uh, these are the first things that will be cut, and we have long waits for treatment versus the quality of care we now have with Medicaid. My question is this: will the quality of care that we have with Medicare right now be compromised? I believe it's necessary oh. to keep the 170 million. Mm-hmm. Oh carry their own insurance. Okay,
1: Edwina, thank you for that question. We are, uh, as you mentioned, in the lightning round here. So, uh, Nate. Well,
2: I think what one of the points she makes is, is a valid point. We need to take care of costs. And we spend more than any country in the world on health care. And a lot of people still aren't covered. And a lot of people have poor quality hair, care. We need to figure out how to make sure farmers. are I think cheaper. she's saying
1: you're talking about Medicare for all. And she's saying, well, if you take all those millions of people and throw them into Medicare... It's it's going to make things worse, not better.
2: How could it be worse when we have so many people who just don't have access to diabetes medication or are making choices between groceries and taking their kids to the doctor? We need to figure out solutions.
1: Back to the phones we go to, Ray in Amherst. Ray, thank you for holding. Yes, good morning. Good morning. Uh, uh,
5: Mr. McMurray, you've been on for an hour. Uh, you were asked a couple of um, direct questions and gave abundantly vague answers. One was what you would do for the people of Western New York, and you'd say you'd fight for them. That, that, that means nothing. That's boilerplate. The other question you were asked was what uh, would you do about Social Security? You'd say you get people in a room. That means nothing. It's Boilerplate. I'm going to ask you a direct question and see if I can get a direct answer. The Democratic Party is planning to impeach Donald Trump if the Congress is taken over. Are you going to go in that direction?
1: No. Ray, thank you for that question. I'll let him uh, answer and you can listen online. Ray, Ray, hear
2: me out. First of all, if you think my answers were vague, I've been to every single corner of this district talking to people as openly as possible, having town halls, and you are all going to come see me. I'm out there all the time. I try to give as clear answers as possible. So let me be very, very clear. I am not running to impeach Donald Trump. I want the president to be successful. And I think the best way, if you disagree with his policies, and many of his policies I do disagree with, including tariffs, the best way to fight back is to vote, not to impeach. And I think this whole movement has been misguided.
1: Okay, uh, we're in the lightning round again, about four minutes to go left in the program uh, with Nate McMurray, candidate, Democrat candidate for New York 27. Let's go to Ed in Buffalo. Ed, welcome to the program.
6: Gentlemen, this, this is brought for, for you guys. In the back of our money and we trust, right now, some senators and some congressmen are not trusting God. We pledge allegiance to our flag under God. What in the world are these people going to stop? Introducing integrity and honesty, like Don Postle said, and and Social Security. They've been bond from Social Security since the '60s. Social Security's not not going broke. They keep stealing money from Social security, and our national debt is twenty-one trillion dollars. And why the hell did we ever get get involved with, with wars overseas under Bush? Secretary, hang up. Thank
1: well, you. well, Ed, hey, wait, wait a second, Ed. Uh, if he runs, uh, you going to vote for Don Postles?
6: You know what? He'd be a good candidate, but but he's and and, and, and your current candidate.
1: <laughs> don't give up. All right. Just Smith going to Washington. The great oh. movie, uh, with Jimmy Stewart. Oh. All right, all right, thank you, thank you. Nate? Well, he's right. I
2: like a lot what he was saying there. We need to have integrity. Now, I, back to God, I grew up a very religious guy. I still study the scriptures. I still try to do my best. I'm not perfect. We all have failings in our lives. But I believe that that we have to have a pursuit, or at least an aim for doing better.
1: Have time for one more question. Uh, the final question of the day goes to Joe and Clarence. Joe, welcome to the program. Yes, yeah,
5: thank you. Uh first of all, i like to ho- hope that the... Uh, Canisius Griffins have a great year for the game at uh, St. Bonaventure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, well, I, I I hope they have one one there too. We'll have to disagree on that. Uh, quickly, your question for Nate Joe.
5: Yeah, you know you got Collins. He took twenty grand from uh, Tonawanda Coke, mm. and uh, Stefan Mahilu took ten thousand from the, from Coke. Where are you uh, on the on uh, the environment? You know Mahilu's fighting pollen cars on the plastic in the lake. The BPH is causing uh, neurotransmitters and kids to follow up. Where are you Joe, at all? Where's
1: Joe, the- Joe, I'm going to I'm going to cut you off. Thanks for the question. You can listen online and uh, and and go Griff's and and maybe Bonnie's, maybe. <laughs> So I've been I've been fighting for against
2: This is my first day in office and Mr. Harbick will testify to that. I've been fighting since day 1. They should not be passing on the risks of their bad business practices to the people of those neighborhoods. It is an awful crime and they should be shut down. Beyond that, I've been fighting for the environment. We have one of the most precious environments in the world here from our fresh water in the Great Lakes to this almost unbelievably abundant land with all this farmland, which is one of our biggest industries. Fighting for the environment is makes good business sense.
1: I'll, I'll ask you the final question of the day, uh, uh, and then I'll, I'll ask the same question of uh, Don Postles. Are you having fun yet? <laughs> we are having fun. This has been the
2: greatest experience of my life, and we're going to win. We're going to win because people are not going to vote for this corrupt man who's willing to lie and do anything he can to hold on to his power.
1: Don, after all these years, uh, I, I, again, you set the record. You were anchor at 2, 4, and 7 now you're uh, you're the anchor at four uh, are you still having fun
3: i'm having a ball and because it's uh, getting up on a morning like this and being with you and nate and meeting different people every day of my life i love people i love meeting people i love listening to other people's perspectives and going back to the environment let's clean up the sewage that's being dumped into Absolutely. lake erie every day Absolutely. and no one does anything what happened out there at niagara falls terrible
2: it is
1: oh, okay and now i i have to ask final we got 30 seconds left have to ask Joe Beamer, producer, after Virginia Tech's loss yesterday. Joe, you having fun still? Yeah, still loving it. Still loving Life it. Life is good minus that, yesterday's that's, Tech game. That's going to have to be the last word. We thank producer Joe Beamer. We thank Don Postal's uh, Channel 4 anchor. And certainly we thank Nate McMurray and wish him luck in his, uh, his campaign. I do have to say something. Thank you Nate for the cookies. They brought in cookies. <laughs> no, no problem. For Joe Beamer. Yes, yes, and thank you for listening. Uh, you've been listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN.